On today's Blue Bay Insights podcast, we're joined again by Mark Kemp, Institutional Portfolio Manager and High Yield Specialist. Mark, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, good morning, Anna. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me back. So the last time you joined us, you outlined some of the market movements in these unprecedented times. Things are clearly changing rapidly. As such, how do you assess fundamentals for the companies that you follow in such an environment? Well, um, as you say, the, the pace of change is indeed rapid. And you know, we're seeing sectors decline uh, in very short order. I think, you know, take something like the restaurant sector, which has a number of pretty high, uh, high focus, uh, very prevalent uh, issuers in the UK high yield market, or, or maybe even the, the, the cinema part of the leisure sector. And both of those have witnessed their revenues fall precipitously, quite literally overnight. You know, these fundamentals are changing rapidly, and, and clearly we have no greater insight as to how long the situation will last than, than anyone else currently. But what is clear is that we are entering, in, and in fact, we really are already in a recessionary environment. And this will last for you know, a couple of quarters, perhaps even longer. So with limited visibility, you know, we're focused on, on what we can do, and that's on stress testing our credits, and, you know, which is something that we clearly always do. But uh, we're stress testing now for what we assume will be a worst-case scenario. You know, we're effectively re-underwriting everything at this stage with a very new and very different set of parameters. So it feels safe to assume that fundamentals will be challenged for some time to come. What's your latest thinking on defaults? Defaults are, are obviously very difficult to predict, uh, but you know, with a recessionary environment thrust upon us with, with little warning, uh, you know, combine that with the pressure imposed on the energy sector earlier in the month, you know, we're expecting to see a meaningful spike in defaults. Now, I do think it's worth bearing in mind that you know, we are coming from a pretty low base as far as defaults are concerned. You know, so if you think back to the last 12 months, um, the default rate in, in, in the US was you know, around about 2.5%. Default rate in Europe was, was around about 1.5%. You know, and I, I think in addition to that, it is important to remember that you know, corporates have been pretty rational recently. You know, maturities have been dealt with well in the lead up to this. Um, but it, the reality is that uh, the default cycle that we're likely to experience is more likely to be driven by near-term cash flow issues as the catalyst for defaults. Uh, and perhaps less so that the previous backdrop, due to the fact that you know companies have generally been pretty prudent in terms of uh, of terming out their capital structure. Um, I think you know with oil uh, falling below thirty, uh, you know and many of the companies in the U.S. energy sector already challenged, and you know I think it is worth bearing in mind that you know forty percent of the default in the U.S. high yield market uh, alone came from uh, from that sector last year. Um, you know, it, pretty reasonable to assume we will see a significant double-digit default rate in this energy sector. Although, again, it, may, it might be worth highlighting that we might not see the brunt of that uh, until next year. Now, all of that being said, uh, you know, it is important to underline that current spreads are factoring in a pretty significant rise in default rates. You know, we've moved quickly to very wide levels. Um, using a recovery rate of you know, 30% or so, uh, current spreads implied market-wide defaults, uh, you know, in in the region of around eight percent. Uh, as a comparison, it's pretty much the level, so around about eight percent in terms of default rates experienced that we sat at for most of 2009. You know, so the market's pricing in that type of environment. 
one of the biggest caveats we've got to make when we're talking about defaults, though, is you know, is obviously some of the key developments that we've seen over the course of the last couple of days, and and, and that's the commitment, or the beginnings of the commitment from the various regional governments with regard to you know, providing capital to support corporates. You know, as I've mentioned in the past, you know, the, the devil is always in the detail as far as it's concerned, but clearly that support from governments will have implications. Uh, as to the extent of corporate stress felt, and ultimately, therefore, the extent of defaults that we actually experience. You know, as we get more clarity around the minutiae of these policies from the UK, from the ECB, from, uh, from the US, we'll get a much better sense as to you know, the outcome of the stress that the, the corporates are currently under. And could you comment for us on falling angels? Presumably, pressure will be evident on the investment-grade sector too. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know it's, it's right that investors um, will be a little bit concerned about triple B risk and, and, and the down rates from that rating category. You know, we've always got a very new set of uh, facts to deal with. You know, which are clearly changing minute to minute, changing daily. But you know, certainly up until very recently, we felt that triple B downgrade uh, fear uh, was quite meaningfully overstated. You know, away from energy credit, there aren't that many triple Bs that, in our view, deserve to migrate to junk, assuming one to two quarters of negative growth. Now, clearly, we have to caveat that we don't know how long that period of negative growth will last. But, you know, assuming a one to two period, as I say, you know, there's a huge cohort that we feel falls into that downgrade category. Now, to try and put some numbers around it, and, you know, look, this is obviously a something of a guessing game, clearly, given where we are at the moment. But if we assume that there are approximately, let's say, five trillion of triple Bs in the global corporate uh, benchmark, you know, we'd estimate you know, somewhere around 150 billion of fallen angels. Now, to put that in context, that represents about 5% addition to the global high yield index. And you know, around those numbers, you know, we would certainly view that as being manageable for the high yield market to digest. And lastly, Mark, given everything that you've said, can you talk us through current valuations in high yield? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think, you know, as we've touched on previously, we've moved very quickly and, of course, significantly wider. You know, and, and we've mentioned that spreads, you know, are compensating for a, a notable pickup in defaults. But it's clearly too early for us or anyone else to say that we are entering a, a, a compelling point uh, in the high yield market to, to make your investment. You know, there are simply too many unknowns. At this stage, you know, we've always got little clarity on how long and, you know, to what extent businesses will be disrupted. And I think, and importantly, on the other side, and, you know, obviously this is, as we've mentioned, something that's developing quickly over the course of the last couple of days, you know, we're now only getting some guidance on the quantum of fiscal uh, response that might support you know, the other side of the equation and, you know, therefore the type of support that businesses might be able to rely on. Um, I think you know, as far as valuations, what we can say is that historically, uh, when spreads in the past have hit 900 basis points in the US, you know, and, and based on current measures, um, you know, they sit well beyond that, uh, you know, in the mid 900s, this has traditionally been a good buying point. Um, We've reached 900 basis points on 25 distant uh, instances in the past, uh, and on no time frame, so one, two, three, five year, has an investor ever lost money buying the market when spreads uh, get beyond this type of level. As ever, I caveat that with you know, we are operating with a 
completely different set of facts than the ones that we've ever had to deal with before. Uh, but certainly in terms of uh, previous market levels and what historical performances look like, uh, I think that's a fairly good barometer to, uh, to, to, to set our stall up. Mark, in these challenging times, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, thank you, my pleasure. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties, as defined by the FCA only, and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice, and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except for suitant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.